Hi guys, we welcome the host of the United Soccer FC podcast. He's the co-host of the SA Soccer Roundtable. He's part of the original Crocketeers Travis 250 supporters group. Harry, welcome my friend. How are you? Doing well. How are you guys? Hey, to be- what's up, Harry? Hey, thanks for uh, jumping on this podcast with us. We appreciate it. Get, get another Texas native out here for, you know, repping the San Antonio area. <laughs> And anti-Austin, which, you know, we'll, we'll throw this uh, episode uh, two-to-one uh, non-Austin, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, it's all right. It's all right. We'll, we we can handle it. We can handle it. <laughs> but, Harry, so you're you're part of the Crocketeer that Travis 250, you know, give me a little information on that. How How's that? So the Crocketeers are probably one of the, I know, for South Central Texas, one of the longest running supporters groups uh, originally when they came out, they had what was called the Travis 250, which was the first, uh, you know, paid members of that here. Um, I was lucky enough to be 200 uh, for that here. Um, Crocketeers go all the way back to, I want to say 2010 is, is when they started uh, the time frame here. So that was before the uh, San Antonio Scorpions, uh, came and, um, you know, obviously well before uh, SAFC came. So um, they're one of the longest um, running supporters groups in in Texas uh, for that here, you know, to go with, uh, I think, what uh, um, El, was it El Baton um, out of Houston and then was it the Guardian, Dallas Guardian, or Dallas Beer Gardens up in, and I may have chopped their name up, but. Yeah, up in Dallas. That, uh, the, the Matador. Yeah, I think those those four are you know are are the known now. I know Austin's came on with uh you know you know Los Verde and, and um um Austin Anthem uh for that here. So but obviously they're uh, relatively new because uh the uh what was the uh Austin Aztec Sports Groups called? I forgot um, off the uh, off of the my, off the tip of my tongue here, but I know they they merged in, um, you know, between um, Austin Anthem and Los Verdes uh, for that here. So, but it's it's interesting um, being part of the Crocketeers because a lot of us are older now. Um, a lot of us have our own seats, so a lot of us don't sit and you know or stand in the supporters section. We have our own seats. You know, like I have front row seats uh, on the north end, you know, right behind the goal. So I'll probably never give up those seats. <laughs> so, <'cause laughs> yeah. it's right on, and right you, on the pitch. When you go to the games, are you there just for fun or you're out there like really analyzing, taking notes and, and other things like that? Um, well, I sat with my co-host Rafa and Royce also, co-host also kind of sits in section 114 or in that area. So we'll kind of talk back and forth, but it's, you know, I take my son with it and we'll, we'll watch and have fun on the game and, and give banter to the refs and the opposing goalie and, and, and players um, there. And then, you know, just, I'm assuming just like when you guys, uh, you know, come home from a game, you'll probably rewatch it because being at a game, you know, you don't, you don't catch everything 
uh, for yeah. here because you, you're looking at, at a certain spot where obviously the TV you're able to kind of stop and replay and, and along those lines here. But and, and to me, you know, you know, I'm there to enjoy the game. I'm there to root, root on San Antonio FC or whatever team you know that, that I'm cheering for. Obviously, I cheer for San Antonio FC. You know, I'm not there to you know. You know, I'm sure there's sometimes just like as a fan, you're like, hey, why didn't person X do this or why didn't he pass or why didn't he shoot? Uh Um, And you'll make mental notes of that to kind of come back to and watch the film to say, hey, you know, was I right or, you know, you know, was I, you know, completely wrong for thinking that? Because, you know, obviously I'm not a, a professional player, so. Okay. Yeah, honestly, man, me, whenever I'm at the game, I got to rewatch it because uh, there's a little bit of alcohol involved. So, you know, <laughs> there is all <laughs> kids and bathrooms. And yeah, <laughs> uh, man, that's cool, man. So you've been around for a while, you know, kind of an OG of all this. Yeah, it's like so here. It's I've been through, uh, you know, and you'll appreciate this, the uh, uh, the, the war between Austin and San Antonio uh, for it here came out and developed some good friends uh, with that. But I won't lie, you know, for what, about 18 months, uh, you know, th- there was a lot of back and forth uh, uh, social media feelings that, that were shared. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I could imagine, man. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of new to the social media. I used to be on it before, but I'm new to the the banter that's going on and everything. And I mean, yeah, you, I can understand why you guys would be upset with Austin. Definitely. And, and, and to be, to be fair. And, and like I said, I think most people now, you know, t- time, time heals it, but um, I think most people now, you know, like there's some things that I wish I wouldn't have said, you know, towards the Austin fans and, and, and vice versa. You know, I've had some discussions, uh, uh, you know, with, you know, with them. And, and there's some things that we'll never agree on, um, you know, just, you know, different views and different perceptions, you know, of, you know, Anthony Precourt and, and his involvement and MLS's involvement. But we knew, I knew when, uh, when the San Antonio Scorpions um, were, were announcing that they were going to NASL, and this is what, 2012? Um, 2011, 2012 timeframe that the owner at the time, you know, cause you know, you know, was in, in the meeting there, one of the questions was like, Hey, MLS, you know, because there was talks even at that time, you know, Austin was looking to go MLS San Antonio was looking to go MLS. And, um, as much as we like to say, Hey, we're two different areas, which we are, um, for MLS view, it's it's going to be one market, and that's why when San Antonio put their bid in, it was one market. When Austin put their bid in, it's you know one market. So it was, you know, but even at that time, we knew, hey, we'll we'll make every effort that we can. But you know, there was always that, you know, it's Austin versus San Antonio for that for that third spot in you know in MLS, and you know Austin won, and you know it's. You know, you can argue over how they got it, but, you know, it's a done deal. And Austin's proving, what, year year plus into it that, you know, hey, you know, the fan support there is outstanding. And, um, you know, as, as much as a, a San Antonio fan may grumble um, about, uh, you know, Austin FC, we have to have Austin do well just for the fact that, you know, if MLS does expand to, you know, say 40 teams, um, and, you know, for Texas to get that fourth, fourth slot uh, for that here, we're going to have to have Austin show that, you know, show that they can support the team. Cause let's be honest, Houston, 
Um, unfortunately, hasn't recently hasn't shown it. You know, when they first came down here and they were winning titles, of course they showed up and uh, up in in uh, in uh, FC Dallas. You know, they, they've struggled uh, with the, with attendance. So for San Antonio to even be in the discussion going forward, you know, they're going to have to have Austin and, and probably Houston and Dallas pick up attendance to you know to get that fourth fourth team in you know if if mls expands to 40 that we didn't we didn't have that issue this past weekend <laughs> we, we sold out the stadium then so this, yes, this but that's maybe, not consistent we've all yeah. seen the pictures <laughs> yeah no it, it hasn't been consistent but that's great to see that finally you know this season some something's clicking with the but, fc dallas but the hunt's resting this year that's the difference yeah and that's it's the thing that drives me crazy. Um, Dallas with the Hunts, one of the original owners, they have the great academy system, but they don't complement it by bringing in, you know, I'm not saying you got to be top of the payroll, but, you know, you got to be below, you know, you know, you know, above where the rapids are, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just say. And Houston, to me, it baffles me why they're treated as a small market team when we're, they're what, the third or fourth largest city in the United States. They got all the oil money. They're not a yeah. small market. It baffles me how MLS, and, and I don't, you know, I don't want to say they allow them, but you know how they don't put more pressure on Houston and Chicago, you know, as as an example to, to, you know, that's that's where you should be seeing, you know, star players. You know, it shouldn't just be LA and New York that star players go to, you know, especially you know for you know Hispanic or South American talent. Houston and Dallas are our prime markets for it. Yeah, they're yeah, near, definitely. They're nearby. So, you know, to, to include Austin into that discussion. Yeah, man, that's that's very well said. So, um, the atmosphere there in San Antonio, you know, you, you talk about Houston not being able to sell and, you know, a few other states mm-hmm. not be able to sell. How, how is it there in San Antonio? How, how have these past few games been? Packed house? So San Antonio's attendance is down. Uh, we're averaging about – well, we've only had one home game, um, which was against uh, Detroit City uh, that came down um, the very first game of the year, and it was a little chilly um, for that match, and I think it was supposed to rain. So, uh, unfortunately, when it's chilly and rainy, that does affect the attendance here in Texas uh, for that here. But attendance is down. Um, yeah, I would say – from pre-COVID, it's probably down around a thousand, which I guess probably isn't entirely bad uh, for it here. But you know, it, it's a noticeable difference where they used to average, you know, seven thousand sixty-five hundred um, in an eight thousand seat stadium. Um, now it's probably six thousand fifty-five hundred. Some of that's the fallout of you know the the MLS uh, not not coming to San Antonio because. You know, let's let's not, you know, you know, sugarcoat it. You know, there was, you know, SAFC was say, hey, we're, you know, come come support us, you know, so that way we can show we're going to MLS, and um, you know that that didn't happen for obvious, you know, various reasons. But to me, like I said, I think the attendance will be interesting this week. Uh, home is the second match. It's a Viva night against Phoenix, one of the top teams out west. Um, first time that Phoenix has been to San Antonio in two years, um, and it used to be prior to COVID one of the best um, on-field rivalries uh, 
uh, you know, that there was, you know, both teams have, you know, decent talented rosters, um, you know, for that here, you know, generally speaking, you know, higher level than, than most uh, USL championship teams. And it's, you know, it's both teams play an, an aggressive style of, of soccer, you know, I think one of the best games I ever saw was, I want to say 2019, a 3-3 draw where uh, Phoenix equal, equalized uh, at the depth by a former San Antonio FC player, uh, um, Jason Johnson. So it's 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 a fun match uh, for that here. I know this week will be uh, the home, uh, home version of the Viva kits, which are the white Fiesta style looking kits. Uh, for that here, if you've seen the Spurs, Viva, or Fiesta kits, kind of very similar to that, with the exception that it's, you know, a uh, you know, soccer style with SAFC. So okay. I'm hoping for a good turnout. I know the tailgate uh, is usually pretty good, you know, with the Crocketeers uh, put out. Usually there's, uh, you know, free food. And, um, you know, if you're over 18, uh, or pardon me, over 21, um, alcohol for oh, free. Man. 18, well. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shows you how old I am, right? Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, you know, and there, you know, sodas and, and stuff like that for the kids, you know, that, that are under 21, but no, it's, it's a good time, uh, for that here. So, uh, you know, for, for the atmosphere, I still, you know, it's, it's gone, you know, I'll be honest, it's gone down a little bit. Uh, just, just, you know, I think for everybody outside of Austin, you know, this year, I think will be the first year you kind of see things get back to normal after COVID. So. Yeah, that's true. With, with all the sporting events, uh, you know, I've been going to the Mavs games, and you can see the difference there too. There's, there's definitely a lot more people going out now to to sporting events and concerts. So it'll yeah, be with, interesting to see. Yeah, with San Antonio, they have three wins, man, and nine points. Yeah, you don't think that that could possibly bring more people in? Like the people are like, man, they're winning. I think it will, um, but it's early in the season. Um, it'll bring in more casual fans of course uh i think you know phoenix will bring in um just because it's a known opponent um that it should be one of the better draws um el paso we're going to finally get them on a saturday uh, you know i think uh, that they'll they'll bring in a decent crowd when rgv comes up usually it's a pretty good you know crowd uh for that here so i think that Crowd-wise, I think we will creep up a little bit more, um, but it, it's going to take time. You know, just you know, just, just like with Dallas and Houston, you know, it's it's it, it's going to take time to rebuild it and and get back on. You know, you know, everybody's hey, you know, if San Antonio FC is in town, it's a go-to. You know, it's a go-to event. So, right. but I, I looking at it, I mean, the the attendance for the the league that they're playing in may be good it, is that yeah it's solid attendance yeah. i'm not trying to say that it just it's 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 not an mls yeah, uh, yeah it's not an mls it's yeah, you, you don't have the stars to to bring in the people you know you you don't have the uh i mean like over here in in dallas you're selling the ferreras that play with right. uh with uh the u.s men's national team Mariola. then you got like alan velasco you got all these superstars when San Antonio, they, you know, they have homegrown players or, you know, people that are trying to make it to the MLS. Well, I think it's, it's an interesting dynamic, you know, especially with, uh, with you up in, in Dallas or sunshine is like we sold our first 
player Jose Gallegos over to uh, a league in in uh, was it the Super Liga in Danish? Uh, um, so we you know we sold the Jose Gallegos and it was for report you know they don't disclose it but reported to be around five hundred thousand dollars which for USL is a a, per, a pretty good uh, amount at this time. They've also loaned another uh, kid, Leo Torres, uh, who I anticipate, assuming he performs well, um, to Real Salt Lake. Now, you know, they haven't sold him as of yet or along those lines, but, you know, he played the last third of the year in Salt Lake and, and they loaned him back up to there. So I think for USL, it's USL, I think it's attractive compared to MLS because you know, for the academy for MLS, MLS owns your rights, and you know, through there, where USL, your homegrowns, your academy kids, have that um, have that ability to still have the freedom to go over to Europe at, at a younger age or less restrictive um, than going to uh, MLS. So I do think that the San Antonio Academy has been relatively, you know, doing very well. Um, I have heard Austin FC, you know, I think when they announced their roster had what three or four um, Academy kids from SAFC that made the move up to, uh, up to the MLS Academy with Austin FC. So I think as far as like the system, you know, I think it's working where, you know, USL kind of, you know, gives those kids, you know, that are maybe unsure if they want to, you know, be tied to an MLS uh, team still gives them the ability to, still play at a high level of competition, but yet um, have that flexibility. If they want to go to MLS, you know, they can, or if they want to, you know, go directly to Europe, they have that flexibility a little bit easier. Yeah, definitely, so, man. I mean, it's always good for, for the youth to be able to do that. So what, what do you think about this year, how they made that MLS Next Pro? What do you think about that? So, and I saw reports that they're talking about what uh, they're wanting 40 to 50 teams in it, you know, in it, in the league where if they get all what I'm, I'm positive Vegas is going to be the next MLS team announced, um, uh, you know, for that here based on, on, on the, all the, the rumors. So you're going to have 30 there and then 20. Pardon me? I said that's going to be a tough environment to play, and I'm sure it's going to be a, a closed stadium. Or they, do you know if they're going to? I guess it's too early to tell, but I'm sure that's going to be like a closed-off stadium, which there's. I don't think there's a lot of those in the MLS. No, well, they're talking Except about building a stadium. They're talking about building a stadium, um, and that's probably the drawback against Phoenix, is that you know because of how warm it is, you know that they were needing some sort of closed or cooling system, but yet they also wanted to still have the ability to have it open. I think you can do it. It's just, you know, it's just a cost, you know, let's, let's yeah. be honest with you know, NFL stadiums have the, you know, the, the open and closed um, areas, you know, stadiums there. So it just depends on the cost. I think Vegas, you know, I won't lie to you when, when San Antonio played the lights that first year, uh, me and the wife, you know, you know, hopped on a plane and, you know, went and she got to spend some money at the casinos and I got to watch SAFC play. And Vegas is a fun place to play. Um, you know, even with all the, the, the gimmicks that, that the, uh, that the lights do, but to me, you Vegas, Vegas is becoming, you know, just a great sports town. You look at the, you know, the, 
the hockey team on how they draw and, and the Raiders, you know, if, you know, Raiders draw fairly well now they're still young, but if you're a away fan, you know, it's, you know, it's like, you know, it's like Dallas, you know, <laughs> the, you know, Cowboy Stadium, Jerry's world, you know, part, you know, it's, you want to go to, you know, see, you know, not necessarily watch the Cowboys, but you want to go watch your team, but you want to go see, you know, AT&T stadium. You know, I think Vegas will have that same draw um, along those lines. Yeah. You could just play there. I mean, Atlanta, they use the football stadium and so does uh, Charlotte. But the complaint against the new stadium isn't really built for soccer, which is kind of surprisingly since when it was announced, David Beckham was there. And that's where I thought he was going to put his team. I thought he was going to go because of all the struggles in, in Miami. I thought he was going to go to Vegas personally, but you know, cause he was at that, that announcement originally, you know, with uh, um, Mr. Davis, you know, and the Raiders announcing the move. But from my understanding is, it's not you could play so it's it's like playing in the Alamo Dome for soccer you yeah. can do it but it's probably it, it's it's the stadium itself is not built set up to be a stadium kind of like uh Atlanta United Stadium um is set up for them so but yeah just, I think they football their own anyways. Are, yeah football stadiums are built different for spectating than a yeah. than a soccer game you want to be a little bit more up close and personal. So, but no, like I said here, I, th I think for uh, you asked about San Antonio start, it's been a good start for SAFC. Um, they're three and zero. However, um, it's been a very defensive side here. Offensively, they're missing two to three um, uh, players. Uh, one of them being from Austin FC and, and Mane. Uh, who, who signed uh, with SAFC this year, but he's out with, uh, he had a shoulder surgery. So he's out, uh, they announced 12 weeks. So he's out probably another 10 weeks before he gets reevaluated. So offensively, we're, you know, we're, we're still getting, what, five goals in three games. So averaging, what, a little bit, almost two goals a game. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the attack isn't where they want it to be. Defensively, they're strong. Uh, for that here but you know it's it's a real thin roster right now so you, you have a feeling that there are going to be some more additions coming in uh, for that here I think one of the big changes that you know because you asked about MLS next one of the big changes that we're seeing is the loans from MLS clubs to USL like uh, San Antonio used to have probably about five or six MLS loanies this year I don't think we have one as of yet uh, okay. and Part of that is because of the MLS next relationship. And, you know, I won't lie to you, uh, probably San Antonio and Austin still probably aren't BFFs yet. And, and I doubt they'll <laughs> ever be. So there is yet to be any loans between the two, two sides here. I know you guys loaned a, what a center back Birmingham again, uh, mm -hmm. for that here. So, um, that, that would be the interesting thing. And I think for San Antonio fans, it's, you know, they don't want, you know, and I don't mean this in a negative way. Um, they don't want to have much contact with uh, Austin FC, just, you know, just, you know, you know, due to the rivalry. Um, and I think, you know, and, and it's weird. I think we're more aligned uh, uh, with Sunshine's club up in Dallas because, you know, every year we play FC Dallas in, in preseason. We've had loans back and forth, uh, you know, between, you know, FC Dallas and San Antonio. So, um I think this is one of the first years that we haven't had a loan uh, from 
from, you know, from Dallas. And I think part of that is the MLS next pro, um, you know, relationship at this point. Yeah. No, uh, they made a wise choice. Go with the better team, right? <laughs> What's funny is we have never played the Dynamo in preseason, in, in preseason friendlies. We have never played the Dynamo. We played Dynamo two this year. Um, partly, you know, we didn't play RGV at all. Um, we'd normally play RGV, but, uh, you know, we've always played, uh, and this goes back to even the Scorpions years. There's always been, you know, a relationship between Dallas and, and San Antonio for, you know, for whatever reason, uh, for right here, which is not bad. Yeah. I mean, you, you pretty much said it. it may have just been like the amount of players maybe, um, coming from Dallas going over to San Antonio in the past, but you mentioned this year, maybe a little bit different because of that MLS next pro, but, <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're uh, relatively young players too. The, the players that are in uh, San Antonio, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a mixture. I think we're probably a little bit older than, than some. Um, I would say probably the average age is probably about 24, 25. Uh, for that here, we've got a couple of, you know, uh, veterans here. So if you're comparing age-wise to MLS Next right now, um, USL Championships, uh, you know, a higher, you know, just a higher age, higher, you know, it's Division Two, so it's a higher level um uh, of talent but we've seen you know like real salt lake won won the title 2019 i believe yeah 2019 right before covid uh so they won you know they won the title there um you know louding united's you know undefeated on the year so far hasn't allowed a goal they're they're the dc affiliate um you know for that that's still playing in usl championship there's four of them uh you know la galaxy twos you know even though they don't have fans at the, at, you know, at, at their, uh, you know, at, you know, for the matches, you know, they, they've, they've got a talented team. So the, the talent wise, I don't think it's that different um, with the exception that you're not, and this is where kind of the, the rules will come into play with MLS next plus or MLS next pro, pardon me, that, you know, like St. Louis city this year, because they don't have their first team, you know, are going to have a lot of their, their players that they're bringing in already uh, that will be playing there. So, and then how the rules are set up, you can actually bring players in to the MLS next pro that doesn't affect the MLS budget. So I'm going to be interested in, 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 in a couple of years to kind of see how, how they close that loophole or will successful teams, um, you know, float that, float along that gray area of, of the MLS next rules and the salary cap that MLS uh, MLS has and all the all the silly rules in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I guess let's get let's get into some uh, Copa Tejas, man. I know you you know quite a bit about some Copa Tejas. You actually just had a Copa Tejas game, but you said it didn't count. Can you please elaborate on why that yeah. specific match didn't count? So, because there's only three teams uh, in Copa Teos, well, you know, just like there is in, in yeah, up in in Dallas uh, or MLS, pardon me. Um, San Antonio and RGV are the only only ones that play three times. Um, El Paso, San Antonio plays twice. RGV, uh, 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 RGV, El Paso only play twice. So, to keep it level, so that way 
one team doesn't have an advantage between San Antonio um, and RGV of having an extra game where you could pick up an extra three points um, for that here is they said the first first game uh, does not count. And, and this would also apply to MLS if, if let's say, Houston and Dallas had, had three matches and, and, and Austin only had two, you know, versus, versus the other two teams. So it's a way to kind of make sure, you know, you get six games um, as opposed to adding that seventh game. And, you know, I guess the only way they made that determine, you know, that, you know, when they set it up, they made the determination that the first game, no matter where it's at, is the one that does not, uh, does not count um, along those, you know, you know, at, at the place that has, uh, has that. That makes sense. And that goes, yeah. that goes for every season. And that's like the rule for every season. Uh, at least right now. Yeah. And, you know, going forward, uh, you know, well, MLS, I don't think you're really going to have to worry about it. Right. Cause they typically, you're, you're not going to be breaking up, you know, Houston, Dallas and, um, and Austin, as far as, you know, putting one in the East typically uh, where you're going to have that unbalanced schedule. It, it should always be fairly balanced between, between the three teams. What'll be interesting is there, you know, the rumored Fort Worth team that's coming in next year that, you know, was where the bold, where Austin bold sold their rights to. Um, so next year there, there should be um, four teams back in USL championship, uh, assuming that they're coming in at USL championship. Uh, you know, in the Fort Worth area, so that that should that should add a, a little bit more uh, flavor to to it here. But yeah, currently as as it speaks here, based on the Copa Teos rules, the, you know, if there is an uneven match, you know, the the first match is, is discarded. Gotcha. And, and how do you feel about Copa Teos, man? You like it? Yes. Uh, I won't lie to you because uh, it was a USL. Uh, it was created, you know, with USL supporters um, and, right, and the right. people in charge are, are from USL. Uh, so when it was announced that MLS was also going to uh, be part of it, I won't lie, for, you know, probably a couple of days, I was a little bit, hey, you know, why can't MLS do their own thing? Uh, but... <laughs> I would be the same. I would be the same. <laughs> but to be honest with you, you know, I've, I've spoke with Steve and Danielle and, you know, they had discussions with me. Um, the idea of it is supporters group driven and you know as much as i like to say usl supporters groups are, are great and, and they are mls supporters groups are you know a tier up it just you know it's a different level there's you know there's more of you guys there's more money that's that's involved in them um you know you know los verdes and and you know austin anthem do an outstanding job you know the supporters groups up up in dallas and houston you know the surge um, you know, do do a great job here. It's it's just a different level. And, and to me, what I like about it is they're for the supporters group side. The leaders get together to be able to share best practices. Um, I think it also helps um, just you know in in keeping the banter nice. We'll just say um, <laughs> you know there's some that kind of falls on on the gray area, but I think you know, outside of 90 plus minutes, I think most of the times we can all tailgate or get together at a bar pre-match and share some adult beverages or sodas, whatever that you drink. And everybody ha has a great time. Um, and I think a lot of that goes to is that there's a working relationship, you know, between all the supporters groups, both in, you know, MLS and USL championship. And, 
to me, hopefully that goes down to, you know, the MLS next pro. If, if we start to see a little bit more independent teams involved, you know, along those lines, uh, you know, for that, or, or if NISA moves in uh, to, you know, to, uh, you know, you know, to Texas here to be something that, that we could also help. Cause really that's, that's what it's all about is, is, you know, we all have, have our teams that we love, um, but, you know, it's about the future of the game, you know, and being able to help put it in a better place, you know, not only for, you know, our kids, but future generations to come. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Well, you guys uh, face the Defeaters Soccer Club in the U.S. Open next week. Yes. Are you – you guys host that one, right? Yes, yeah, so it'll be here at Toyota Field next Tuesday night. Um, won't lie, I was rooting for uh, the Denton Diablos, or, you know, who are the uh, defending NPSL champions. Yeah, uh, I won't lie, I was hoping for them, but uh, Defeaters uh, uh, pulled it off, and it, you know, I watched the match. It was a nice three-two thriller. Um, a lot of goals in the first half, and red cards in the second half. So um, it'll be a fun match. Uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, from a San Antonio aspect, you know, you'll probably see a heavy rotation like you would expect. Um, but the roster's a little thin, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see if they bring in some, you know, some local players um, or some quote unquote trialist, you know, for the USL roster or for the Open Cup roster, uh, you know, to do that. And then, obviously, I think the match that everybody wants next, assuming that San Antonio uh, gets past them, would be SAFC versus Austin FC. I think. That would be, that would be a fun match. Um, whether it's in Q2 or at Toyota Field, uh, I think that's a match that, um, I think both supporters groups would love and hate because <laughs> there there will be some um, some not friendly banter. I can promise you. <laughs> yeah, I I think I think that would uh that would be the nicer way to say it. And I don't mean that in a bad way, especially just, you know, there are, there are San Antonio FC fans that will not support or spend a dollar at, you know, you know, at Austin FC. I've been, I went to a game last year, uh, you know, against uh, Houston Dynamo, um, you know, for that here. And, you know, like I said, here, I won't, you know, uh, uh, before you guys had, I've, I've been a supporter of, of the, the Moon Tower uh, soccer podcast and, you know, I wore their shirt. That was the, the Verdi that it wore because I sure as heck wasn't buying anything Austin FC related, obviously. <laughs> but no, it's, it, you know, it's, it's a good stadium. And like I said here, you know, the people that support the club, you know, are great. But, you know, let's be honest, there are some people that still have hurt feelings uh, over that situation. And, um, and on both sides, you know, just, you know, it was not a, you know, you know, for soccer fans, they were kind of put in the middle of something that, um, in, in a more open system, uh, would not have to worry about, but obviously the U S system is a little bit unique in, in that, you know, it's, it's about metrics and writing checks and, and, you know, stuff like that. But to me, the, the, the most frustrating thing about it is because we are in San Antonio is in the Austin FC market. So if I want to watch Austin FC versus FC Dallas, I can't watch it on ESPN plus and it's not on TV. Um, so you either have to figure out a way to change your location and I'm not, you know, you know, if you know how to do that legally, that's fine. <laughs> um, 
or you know go to the Austin FC website and you know even to this day I will not watch a game on the Austin FC website so it's just that little pettiness that, that San Antonio probably still has to uh, to Austin but uh, and to be fair if, if it would have went the other way you, you know it would you know, if Austin, you know, would have had the team here originally um, and been part of the uh, Garber's Rose, uh, what Garber's Dozen, I think is what it was at the time uh, for that here, for the expansion list. Um, to yeah, be I'm not sure. By, by Austin, but at least we didn't get done like Sacramento got done. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, it's kind of kind of brutal. But I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I really hope that we uh, – well, I hope you guys – can get you know through to the next round for sure and then that we get a austin fc you know safc that would be that would be fun man that that would be just a delight and you know of course that's where you like you say we would see a rotation so it wouldn't be you know a full force like you know starting lineup austin fc like i wonder if it would though I, I kind of wonder too. I wonder if how, what Josh Wolf will do. You know, knowing Josh Wolf, he might go ahead and just throw a, a strongest lineup out there. <laughs> because let's there there will be pressure on both teams to to put out a quality lineup. And and, and to be fair, Austin FCs, especially this year, their depth is a lot better compared you know compared to last year, obviously. So their you know their bench would you know. You know, you know, I won't lie, is probably better than our, than our starting lineup just just because, you know, they're MLS quality players. Right. But it, it would it would be interesting to see. Um, it'd be interesting to see if it was at uh, Toyota, you know, Toyota Field here in San Antonio to see the crowd-wise um, for that here. You know, it's what – I want it here, but I don't want it here because I don't want to see it full of Austin FC fans. <laughs> and we know Austin FC fans will show up. Yeah, we uh, travel well. Yeah, let, let's have uh, uh, San Antonio go play at Q2 and be Austin. <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. Hey, nah. That'd be like Josh Wolf out Steve, right but now. The, the, let's, the only let's thing yeah, the Josh Wolf out, that would, uh, depending on how oh, that game my God. Yeah, but I remember the first year that the Scorpions played. They played uh, Houston Dynamo uh, in Open Cup and beat them. Um, so it's it, it can be done. Um, I know we've had a couple of close matches with Dallas in the Open Cup um, as well. Um, but Dallas, Dal- the depth, the depth of an MLS team, you know, especially a few years ago. And the quality that they can bring on, if, if let's say they start with, you know, their 1.5 side, they can bring in, you know, those star players, you know, you know, towards the end with fresh legs. And, and that typically, typically makes it makes a huge difference. But yeah, if, if the match is in San Antonio, I give San Antonio a, a better chance. Um, however, if it's in, you know, you know, just being honest, if it's, if it's up in, you know, Q, you know, Q2, that that place is you know that place is turning into you know to be a fortress this you know this year and even towards the end of last year um it, it's it's a tougher place to play but it it, w- it would you know it, it it would be interesting uh i will say though the traffic to get there is probably is, is the main reason why i'm like i want to have it here just because to get to q2 stadium is not fun oh i'll give <laughs> you some- 
shortcut from San Antonio. <laughs> I got you, man. Especially coming up uh, on a Tuesday evening, because you figure that would be, what, 7.30 kickoff most likely? Yeah, something like that on a Tuesday through Thursday, some somewhere around there. Personally, for me, if if I was – one of the easiest changes that I think U.S. soccer could do is when they – personally, I'd like to see MLS and, and USL championship teams all come in in the same time. But if you are going to have them come in, you know, that next round, have that next round on a, on a weekend like Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, for that here. And then that way you could, you could really, you know, have the traveling supporters from the lower league, you know, go up or, you know, you know, obviously, you know, it's only a 90 minute drive or yeah, 90 minute drive, uh, you know, from, you know, Austin, you know, from most areas in Austin to San Antonio, especially where the stadium's located at is, you know, I I think that would be awesome to see where where you had open cup action start around new on, noon on the east coast and then you know finish you know after after hours you know on, on the west coast. I think that you know we talk about growing the game. I think that would be an awesome way to do it and, and highlight you know you know you know whether it's you know lower lower league teams or you know even the championship teams uh, as opposed to a midweek game where you know let's be honest you know even MLS attendance is down for a midweek game compared to you know know, a a friday saturday or sunday match right yeah and i was listening to your pod you were talking about you know if you guys were to get an el paso or rio grande on a wednesday night that'd be (laughs) that'd be rough yes well we've dealt with that like every time outside of this year every time we've played el paso has always been on on a wednesday and the first year I made the trip, you know, I took off from work and, you know, took two days off from work and, and, and me and Rafa, you know, co-host, we went over, got a room and cause it's obviously going to, you know, El Paso. It's, it's a two day trip, you know? Right. You're, yeah. You're, well, you're not driving back and forth typically in, in a day or at least in, in a safe manner. We'll, we'll just leave it at that, <laughs> uh, you know, for that here. So, to me, having it on, on a, you know, this year's, I've already got my hotel room because it's on a Saturday. I've already told the wife, say, hey, me and AJ are going. If you want to go, that's fine. But we are going because it's on a Saturday. So, um, you know, we're going to go and, and you know, go and experience uh, El Paso um, on a weekend uh, for right here. And, and it just so happens that El Paso is struggling this year, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they're what? Haven't won a game where they won their first one? No, they, they haven't they, won a game. They, they were supposed game, to beat. Man. They were supposed to. You would have thought they were going to beat the lights. And I don't know if you if you haven't watched that game, go watch the second half of that game. The Las Vegas um, game. It, yes. Yes. Yeah. It was zero zero at half. It ended five four, and there was a red card. You know, in the seventieth, eightieth minute, somewhere around there. That second had half had everything you could want. Uh, you know, for here where, you know, I think Vegas scored three goals in, in less than a five minute uh, span. It was it was just nuts. Yeah, it was four. It was four to one at one point, and El Paso was losing, <laughs> and the game ended five four. So that just to put that into perception. <laughs> yeah, what was odd is we were doing our, we were going through and picking all the brackets. So we we it ended up being a, a six hour show. Um, we started with, you know, 4A boys, you know, region, you know, 4A, to, you know, boys and girls, 5A, 6A. 
Um, and we went through and picked all the high school games, you know, for the play, you know, UIL playoffs. And it was just nuts. It was, you know, we had it on and, you know, I had it on and, and uh, you know, one, you know, coach Kano uh, also had it on and it was, you know, if I wasn't, you know, doing, doing a show, I would have probably been seeing some other creative stuff, but, you know, doing a high school, high school soccer show, you got to kind of keep it clean and, and uh, professional for that. For sure, man. Well, Harry, um, you want to tell all, all of people where they can find you and a little bit about your podcast that you got going on? Yeah, the main podcast we do is uh, SA Soccer Roundtable. Um, you can follow it the, the website if you if you want to go to it. Uh, there's also a little um, little uh, um, microphone on the on the bottom right hand corner if you want to leave us a message. But that's a, at satxsoccer.net. Um, we really focus um, on the high school uh, games, especially right now where it's the playoffs. You know, like my co-host I think is out. Uh, you know, recording a game, um, doing some play-by-play on there. Um, I tend to focus more on the lower leagues, uh, you know, the, you know, San Antonio Athenians and the UWS. Uh, we're going to have an NPSL team uh, this year for the first time, so we'll be putting a little bit more focus on that. And then obviously we cover, you know, SAFC uh, quite a bit in, in discussions on that. So if it's a, a San Antonio-related uh, team, Typically, we're going to cover. We'll, we'll we'll touch base on you know just like you do on U.S. Men's National Team, U.S. Women's National Team, um, that type of stuff. Uh, you know, for that here, kind of in a free section. But um, where you can follow me is mainly on uh, Twitter at, at Ramincol R A M I N C O L. Um, I'm not very shy, um, as as you guys probably know. Uh, for that here, so but I do enjoy you know you know your your show so far. Uh, with the Texas Ring of Fire, like I said here, you know, I think I sent you a message here. We need to get the get a Houston guy uh, back in place because I do think uh, you know the Houston banter is missing a little bit, but uh, you know, hopefully that'll come in time. Oh yeah, no, it, it it's it's in the works. We'll we'll see if we have <laughs> any any uh, Houston guys coming knocking. Maybe Hector Herrera can that, bring that's somebody. Gonna a, that's gonna be a tough role to fill in. Nobody wants to support Houston. Uh. <laughs> Well, Harry, man, we we do appreciate you joining us, and I guess you know the sixteenth. I'm I'm gonna try and make it up there for that Copa Tejas game. If you do, let me know. Uh, oh. I may have. Uh, uh, well, the oh, the sixteenth here. Yeah, if you do, let me know, and I'll get you a, a beverage of your choice. Hey, well, All right. I got I got one question before you go, Harry. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, I have to ask that before you leave. Um, June twenty fifth, eight p.m. Austin versus FC Dallas, Q2 Stadium. Who, who do you got? I got a draw. Ah. If it, if it if it was in Fr- if it was up in Frisco, I w- I would say the advantage goes to to Dallas. Um, but Austin has to show me that they that they can that they can win um, against against Dallas and uh, you know for because I do think Dallas is is a better team. I, I would say a draw at this point. I do think both Austin and um, Dallas finished ahead of Houston this year. Uh, for the hair, you know, and somebody just posted, you know, because you guys, is, I think Austin has what five matches in April. Um, one of them being um, against the the Dynamo in 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 Houston. So, to me, I think if you can draw, you know, 
for Copa Teos, the key, winning your games at home and drawing on the road. If, if you can avoid the losses on the road, you can do that in losses at home are, are just a killer, but uh, it depends, you know, I hate to say this for Austin fans, it depends on the lineups for, you know, for Austin FC. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge, uh, was it Kip Keller? Is the, oh, the yeah. young center back. I know he's missed the last couple of games and, uh, you know, I've noticed that uh, the results have not gone the way the first two games that he went. Not saying that Kip Keller was the reason, but uh, I, I love Kip Keller. You know, I think, I think, he, I think, uh, I think uh, Austin, you know, got another steal uh, with, uh, with him as their first selection. Yeah, for sure. We got we got lucky. <laughs> I had to tell you that. I don't think it's luck because a lot of times with the draft, it's about need. You know, like right, Houston right. needed Houston needed you know needed a forward, and, and I forget who Dallas picked, and they picked ahead of him. Um, but you know, Kip Keller was what you know, just like with what Danny Pereira was the you know first pick last year, uh, surprisingly. Yeah, he's. Austin FC is being a little bit smart where they're picking the MLS ready players and they may not have the highest potential, um, you know, when it comes to the long term, but, you know, be able to plug and play, which is what Austin FC needs right now is that depth and, and playmakers at this point. I, I just think that, uh, you know, I, I think, I do think, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. I do think uh, Austin and, um, Dallas both make the playoffs this year, though. I, I do think that, uh, you know, barring injuries um, and just complete falling out, I do think that both of them are, are top seven in the West. Yeah, I like this guy, Sunshine. Hey, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I like what, what you got to talk about, man. I like the way you say it. You, you know, it, your knowledge on all this stuff. It's been a pleasure, man. I, I Like I said, I appreciate you joining us, Harry. We'll see when hey, we can do it again. Yet ever need anybody to kind of talk usl or um you know just let me know like that are usually available uh you know depending on the schedule with the kids soccer games and stuff but uh it was a pleasure coming on guys thanks for coming on harry appreciate your time thank you all right we'll see you soon man